Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome back in. Phone lines are open. 844-TALK-989. 844-825-5989. You can weigh in on a host of things. In the first hour we asked, I asked, did students go too far in their protests against Israel? And uh, maybe now a good question would be, what do you think about this Harris-Harvard poll? We're kind of marching through it, you know, the backbone of the economy, small businesses. And uh, a report released yesterday is that small business owners are pessimistic about the economy. The National Federation of Independent Businesses released the polling data Tuesday, which shows that the group's small business optimism index decreased slightly in November to 90.1. It is the 23rd straight month below historical average of small business optimism. Now, owners are expecting better business conditions over the next six months, um, according to a one-point increase in that analysis from October. But there's still pessimism. And earlier in the show, for segment, we talked about the attacks on ships, container ships, and oil rigs in the Red Sea. And something like 70% of our goods go through those waterways that are now being attacked by drones put in the air by Hamas terrorists who are aligned with Iran because they're upset about Israel and Hamas and the United States. So will those concerns of supply chain – I mean one of the problems that, that business owners still have is getting employees – and the second part is inflation. The cost of inputs is higher. And if we have a supply chain crisis again, now analysts don't believe that this will be as bad as it was during COVID, but my goodness, do we need anything that bad again? Then I would suspect that pessimism about inflation and supplies will go up. Um, and voters think already that they're worse off under Biden Inflation remains the most important issue to voters personally. Forty uh, percent of those surveyed said that that was their top issue. James Carville said it. It's the economy, stupid. Do you think that if Joe Biden is the benefactor of declining prices and the economy starts to even out that he'll cakewalk into the White House again? I don't know. Um, right now, Trump maintains a lead in the horse race with widespread doubts about him and Biden. So 56% of voters believe Trump will act like a dictator if reelected. But 59% believe Democrats are trying to unfairly scare voters by labeling Trump as a dictator. 
And uh, I don't know. I was listening to somebody else. I, I listen to a lot of news. I read a lot of news. And somebody was saying, I mean, you really have to be so focused on what is being told to you in the progressive narrative that you can't look back to 2019 and 2020. Um, Donald Trump left a lot up to states in their handling of COVID. He could have been a dictator. He trusted Christopher Ray. He trusted Anthony the fraud Fauci. He could have been a dictator, but he wasn't. But see, that's the narrative that Democrats have. Orange man, bad. Because it's hatred for Trump, not love for Biden, that got Trump out of the White House the first time. So they have to try to drum up this, right? And as these legal cases play out, who knows how they will end. We're going to talk later in the week about Jack Smith, the prosecutor in D.C. Uh, boy, he has some questions to answer. That's all I'm going to leave you. There's a cliffhanger for you. Um, but I don't know that these cases are going to come out the way that Democrats thought they would. And so now we have to ring the other bell, right? It's like Pavlov, ring the bell and, and the progressive salivate. Trump's a dictator, orange man, bad. Uh, 59% of people aren't buying it. 72% believe a vote for Biden is really a vote for Kamala way to DC Harris to cackle. Uh, because Biden will not likely serve a full second term. Listen, anybody that is not drunk on progressive propaganda and isn't a total party hack can look at the guy and see, I don't know that he, some days I wonder if he's, if he's going to be able to make it through this term. Trump leads the head to head matchup against Biden by five points. When you factor in third-party candidates, like RFK Jr., for example, Trump's ahead seven. Here's an interesting fact. 81% of voters, including 72% of Democrats, believe Hunter Biden should appear for a deposition by Congress if asked to explain his business dealings. Now, what is he doing instead? He's grandstanding. He's saying, I'll go in and I'll give you answers to questions as long as it's a public hearing, which drastically shortens the amount of time that folks have to question him. They want – they, meaning House Republicans, want a closed-door meeting where they can ask Hunter Biden a lot of questions, and then they've agreed, we'll give you a public hearing. Uh, but voters are starting to wisen up to that, which is interesting because the press really isn't accurately and honestly reporting goings-on with Hunter Biden. My goodness, we have a – a Republican senator, Lindsey Graham, head in the sand, saying that there's no smoking gun. <laughs> Somebody send him the link to the Ohio Press Network. Somebody send him a link to Just the News, please. Um, this is the, this is the uh, crazy part that we talked about earlier. The generation gap on Israel-Hamas war. Extends to university presidents and policy. 62% of voters feel university presidents did not go far enough to condemn anti-Semitism on their campuses in their congressional testimony. Now, that 18 to 24-year-old group 
67% of them believe Jews as a class are oppressors and should be treated as such. 74% believe students who call for the genocide of Jews should face actions for violating university rules. That number drops to 47% in the 18 to 24 crowd. Um, Again, I want to signal to the conversation we'll have later in the week with a Hillsdale College sponsored public school that will be opening in Dublin because that set of statistics right there in that 18 to 24 year old group should set off alarm bells. And I don't mean, I don't mean Democrat or Republican. I mean, human being. This goes way beyond that. This is post modernism, the ugly, ugly result of it. Postmodernism is the idea that everything's relative. There's no right. There's no wrong. I mean, we see that in the trans movement, right? You're binary. You're a binary thinker. And don't get me wrong. We have perceptions a lot of times that think, make things look gray and we kind of have to really sort through and find issues and find the truth. But there is a truth. There is a right. There is a wrong. There is a good. There is an evil. But we don't believe that in places where we are teaching our children. Hence, you have from the river to the sea chants on our college campuses calling for the extinction of, of Jews less than 100 years after the Holocaust. Um, so this Harvard Caps Harris poll survey was conducted online within the United States on December 13th and 14th. 2034 registered voters weighed in. Um, be interesting to see how these numbers tick up or move down in the days and weeks ahead. Um, but all signs point to the fact that there is chaos and unrest in the village. Stay tuned for the final segment. Back after this. We are rounding third and heading home, the final segment of today's show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Jack Windsor here, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. It is uh, December 19th, and we are six days away from Christmas. It's crazy. There was snow on the ground, at least in Richland County today, which is where I live, and less of it was on the ground as I drove south here to the studio. So we might have a snow-covered Christmas, dare I say a white Christmas. Is that are they, Jeff, are they going to call are they going to call the speech police on me if I say white Christmas? Can I say that? No. Yeah, I can. All right, good. <laughs> hey, uh did you miss Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff yesterday? He was on the airwaves again, drumming up fear about COVID cases and deaths and you guessed it promoting the COVID vaccine. Vanderhoff, I, I think, you know, it's, it's December and these pharmaceutical companies probably have, they give away their sales awards probably at the end of the month. So maybe he's, maybe he's, try, <laughs> maybe he's tried to juice his numbers. 
Um, we'll cover that a little bit later in the week. I may devote an entire segment or two to investigating the claim that COVID deaths are going up and whether that information is misleading and maybe whether people are being incented with money to accept COVID on a death certificate. I mean, you know, we've seen that movie before, right? So, um, also, you know, Vanderhoff was absolutely right about the first few rounds of COVID vaccines, right? Completely safe and completely effective. Mike DeWine's had COVID a couple of times. Joe Biden has probably, I mean, according to the press, has had every booster in the book. And I think he's gotten COVID, I don't know how many times. And, uh, of course, he was a masker, Vanderhoff. Unfortunately, we talked to Stephen Petty. Uh, he's a professional uh, engineer in six states, a certified industrial hygienist, and a certified safety professional. And he's been practicing in how to mitigate toxins for over 44 years. He's testified in lots of cases, and he said masks don't work. <laughs> They're not even on the list of ways to mitigate. But uh, Vanderhoff's out there pitching. Uh, he's out there pitching for pharma. We've talked a lot about House Bill 68. That is the bill that combines Save Women Sports, so biological males pretending to be females. They can't compete on women's teams. And before you get into an uproar, they can play sports. They just can't do it against women. So you, you all can figure that out. But it also would outlaw drugs that increase testosterone or estrogen in the opposite sex, right? So hormones, cross-sex hormones, and what are essentially chemical castration drugs that make it in, impossible for somebody to procreate. And it also would outlaw lopping off of genitalia in minors. And the House and the Senate passed that bill. Now, I was at a holiday function last night. And I talked to some state reps and the word is that they are cautiously optimistic that Governor DeWine will sign House Bill 68 into law. One of them said, hey, it's, it's part of John Husted's stump speech that he believes it, not as a, oh, by the way, but he believes it. And I've said in the past, if DeWine vetoes this, John Husted pays the price politically in 26 when he runs for governor. I just don't think that they can spin that in a way that parents will be able to get on board with. Now the ACLU, right? There's the beacon of truth today. They tweeted, uh, Mike DeWine said, my decision will be based on what I think is in the best interest of the children who would be impacted by this particular law. And then the ACLU said, What's best is for private medical decisions to be made between parents, kids, and doctors, not politicians. I, I don't even know which angle of stupid to attack there, frankly. Um, first of all, you're asking a politician to veto it. Therefore, you're asking a politician to weigh in and be involved, and you're asking the state to protect what you believe to be individual 
health decisions. That's direct government involvement. There might it may not be Einstein's over there. Uh, but listen, so ACLU, are you telling me as long as abuse is between a child parent and a culpable doctor that it should be okay? Is is that really what you're telling me? I mean, I know that's what you believe. I mean, you supported issue one, and I called you onto the carpet many, many times. So tomorrow, I'm going to be joined by Jamie Reed, a woman who is a self-proclaimed lefty to the left of Bernie Sanders. Not Barry Sanders, as I always want to call him, but Bernie Sanders. She wrote a piece in February that I've referred to a couple times, but tomorrow she will be with us to talk about why she's paying attention to what happens with House Bill 68. And maybe she'll confront the narrative of people who want minors to be able to drug and mutilate their genitalia in the name of happy, healthy protection of minors with gender dysphoria. Remember, we've heard that. That is the narrative. If your child has gender dysphoria, the only way to have a happy, healthy, alive child is to pump them full of drugs, to castrate them, to lop off their breasts. Sorry to be graphic, but you need to know what's going on. They're never going to get it right until we call it what it is. We've already pulled the curtain back. Pfizer and Pharma, Pharma P-H-R-M-A, is a you know drug company lobbying group. They've created guidelines that the human rights campaign has latched onto and promoted with hospitals that rewards hospitals that buy into this transgender activism and punish those that don't. Drug companies that make HIV drugs and chemical castration drugs, they're funding this whole operation. So, Governor DeWine, if you want what is in the best interest of children, I would ask you, can they smoke? Can they drink? Can they get tattoos? If somebody cut off the finger of a child in the name of religion or whatever, would, would you be okay with that? I mean, this is a very clear decision. Tell me you're not in bed with Pfizer, the medical industrial complex, without telling me. Get it done. Um, you won't want to miss the conversation, by the way, tomorrow with Jamie Reed. And, and frankly, you may be absolutely and utterly shocked by what you hear. Uh, yesterday, we were joined by Ohio Republican candidate for U.S. Senate Bernie Marino last night he received an endorsement from Claremont County. That's the third county that has endorsed Mr. Marino. He calls himself a business outsider or a businessman and political outsider. Uh, Delaware County and Butler counties have endorsed him. My understanding is, uh, according to insiders, Matt Dolan may get the nod from Franklin County Republican Party next week. That would be Dolan's first. So that would be three endorsements for Bernie, one for Matt. I don't think Frank LaRose has any yet. Hey, it's been a great time today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tell a friend, set an alarm, be here tomorrow at 11 o'clock, and uh, we'll talk. Have a blessed rest of the day.